Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. I'm Kenneth Heisler. I'm Eric Trowbridge. And I'm Kyle Dino Lord Poole. And I'm Ralph Enough, and welcome to another edition of Counter Charge. This is the sequel to our Orc Army review. Uh, in this episode, we're going to chat about army lists, construction, and provide some of the basic building blocks to get you up and running. So, guys, I guess the first question to you is, how do orcs play at the various point levels? You know, if you, if you think of it like the low point levels between you know, five, 500 and 1,000. For small points, I've got some some experience. Down to like 750, 800, even 1,000 points. I think orcs are really, really strong because you got so few units on both sides that the ability to be a unit remover or AKA a smashed face one trick pony has irreplaceable value. So the idea that a great ax ward, right? 250 points is a quarter of the table or even a third of the table. That's fine and dandy. But if your opponent only has four drops and you get to kill three of them, you can literally just bring one great ax ward and chaff and you've won the game. Unless they also have like a palace guard horde or some other great ax equivalent unit. So in the really small games, orcs are kind of bullshit. The, the nature of it is, is that great X horde type unit, just same with fight wagons or whatever. They're just so strong when the enemy can't remove them in one hit. You can't be multi-charged. As, as the game gets bigger, everything starts to balance out. But they, they fall into the same category, I think, as ogres in small games where I physically have nothing that can one-shot you, and you can one-shot anything I bring. So the advantage is is with the orcs in small games. I think that's totally on point. So, like, if you look at combinatorically the punching power of an axe sword at 215 uh, points and an ogre, an ogre warrior horde at 200 points, right? They the ogre horde punches a little bit better. Right for uh, because he's got brutal. Right, they both average 10 hits or. they both average 12 hits at uh, at crush one, right? The ogre hits a little bit harder because he's got brutal, right? But you're, you're talking about 15, 17 nerve versus 20, 22, or even, you know, even 22, 24 with the war drum. So, and, and that's true in general for infantry. Infantry is combinatorically like the most efficient uh, unit type in the game. Is it slow? Yes, it's slow. But orcs have great, great infantry, and uh, they're almost forced into bringing it in the list, whereas some lists can just live without. So yeah, in small point games like orcs, if you you know if you're building to win at a thousand points, uh, orcs are going to do really, really well. Yeah, and and most recently, like I've been kind of building my list to um, relative to table size too. So at like a thousand points, I imagine. Like you're probably gonna play on a four by four table, no? Like I, I don't know. I think yeah, I would. I so four by four table, you know that that's that's not too many orc units from just being like an impenetrable wall. So, <laughs> uh, I I like them. I I also think that 
orcs get really good at like a bit higher points too. So, I mean, I, I like the, uh, I definitely played like a, a bunch of 750 point games, like in the early days. And actually, I don't think I was, I was playing orcs too much. Then I was playing some really tired, uh, empire troops that I had painted up. I, I did make a thousand point list. I really want people to start playing orcs more. That's always my goal. I did get like some nice messages from people like looking for advice or, you know, stuff um, after the last podcast. So I think there's I think there's people out there that might have some orcs just kicking around that I would love to see, you know, people play. So I don't know if we want to just like segue into I just made like a, a very basic. But what I think if you if you get this down, you're going to start to get a taste of like the power that makes orcs really, really fun at a thousand points. Is this the box of Hickory Farms orcs? Is the thing like the sampler package? It's kind of the sampler, but it's really just the hits, right? So I, I, I put this together at a thousand points because I, you know, I, I have all kinds of orcs that are on the shelf that are enjoying mint juleps, not on the table. And I, I painted them. I enjoy playing with them and experimentation is all part of it. But I know some people are like, like, where do I, where should I focus my efforts? If you listen to the last podcast, you might know where I'm going with this. So I, I would do this if I was starting from scratch, going for a thousand points, two more axe regiments, both with skull poles, a great axe horde between those three units, you're going to cover that four foot pretty well, two orkling regiments and a crusher and a crudger with the with the plus one wild charge that is a thousand points on the nose and that'll start to get you the fundamentals get you familiar with that great axe horde footprint i i think that'll that'll kill like a lot of little regiments of other elite infantry and i I don't know so and you can take that and just just build off of it because you're always going to want more axe and the great axe are always great and maybe you decide later on that you know, you like the chariot legion side of things more, but I feel like the if you're gonna if you're gonna learn the orc large horde footprint and learn how to really dance with that, why not make it a great axe horde? Because that's that's the money unit. I think I missed a war drum on that list. Obviously, war drum. I was about to scream. I'm like, where is the war drum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there. It's there. It's on the second page. I've I've got it. I. I, I think I, I, I'm very cognizant of my unlocks as I go. So like after I draft an army list, I'm like, okay, do I have any, am I like wasting any unlocks? Am I, I don't know. So I, I guess, I guess that's every army list, but I feel like you're, you're always starving for unlocks. Here's, with the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like with, and this is true across, uh, across any list you build for any army like the gold standard is to find that one awesome unit that you'd love to take like seven of and it's got to unlock if there's a regular unit in that army really really obscenely good like for (laughs) either tactics like that's your that's your guy like for me it's like the palace guard horde of the elves or the rabble regiment or rabble horde of the goblins. And I think the great axe and the Morax absolutely cover that definition. I love your list. I think it's gorgeous. Um, that's about <laughs> as good a, a thousand point list as I could 
as I think anybody could come up with. It's glorious. My only, if I have a complaint, it's that it's pretty unidimensional for like kind of a, you know, you kind of want to, uh, for a at starting army, you kind of want a little bit of cav in there, I feel like. But as if you're trying to stomp the other thousand point army factions, <laughs> you just can't do much better than what you just what you just laid out. So there. my club is always about trying to really make it hard for the other other guy. And and we we don't do too great at tournaments for all our efforts, but we're always like trying to kill each other real hard. Um, but yeah, I. You know, another thing would be like if you wanted to swap out, um, you know, maybe the the Morax and like you could you could turn those into uh, Gore Cav and give that a try. And Not like, easily because you're you're 15 points short. Where are you going to pull that 15 points straight? Well, uh, well, I've got uh, you can get rid of that that 10 point. <laughs> you get rid of the 10 point um, banner on the Crudger and. Yeah, I'm I'm still gonna be five points shy. I don't know. <laughs> Just it's, it's real tight. It's, it's real tight. When when I was looking at small point orcs, I wasn't thinking how do I build a seven fifty list or a thousand point list or whatever, because that's usually the smaller games is the flavor of what's painted or what do I own, right? Like a lot of the times the small games are you're not trying to min max a seven fifty. You're, you're trying to play what you have and, and have some fun. So when I was looking at it, some of the questions that I was seeing pop up were things like, how do I get started with orcs? Um, you know, one answer is to be like Eric and have so many orcs painted collecting dust from your entire life that it doesn't matter how you get started. Um, you could be like uh, K2 and just rescue everybody else's orcs. Being middle-aged and having teenage dust build up on your shelf is it an option and you don't really feel like running a shelter for abandoned orklings. My thought process was kind of battle groups are important as we get into the list and, and I have some articles and some stuff of talking about it, but to get started, I sort of wrote down a, a generic list of what I called orc army one Oh one. And it starts with four troops of Morax because you can combine them. You can play with them. One great axe horde, two axe regiments, one God speaker, one crudger, one crusher on a mount, a war drum, a giant, two orkling regiments, and a good, I had in there that you should have one gore regiment and one gore, or sorry, one gore regiment and one gore chariot uh, legion. And it sort of gives you the whole flavor of the orc army. It gives you a lot of points but you're not overwhelmed trying to paint, I don't know, say 120 more acts like one of us is doing. <laughs> but that was, that was my notes is like build, build the core basics and you could build a pretty gnarly list out of being able to push those together, right? A great axe horde. That's 250. You could take four more axe troops or two more axe regiments. You got two axe regiments to act as unlocks or fillers and sort of one of every unlockable. And, you know, who's to say your God speaker this game is an old gar and next game he's not a God speaker with Bane Chant and Blood Boil. So Absolutely. my get started was buy a box of each, have fun with it. And then what you decide you like is what you build next. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm actually I'm pulling up like what comes in the Mantic starter set. I mean, that that's two regiments of infantry, which I think you can make either great axe or axe and. Maybe enough for one regiment of, of Orklings. And 
yeah. some trolls. That's and that's kind of the, the the sad trombone on that. But I put the giant in there because it's a lot of points for one model. I mean, we call it the Brenton William effect, right? Last episode, and they're cool. They do stuff. They're tactically fun. Mantic giants pretty. If you want to go full Mantic, there's like a bajillion giants on the market. And yeah. again, it's it's one model for like two hundred and seventy something points. Um, but yeah, I I didn't put trolls in my list, Kenneth, as I'm sure you noted. Yeah, and one one thing I'll mention, like Orclanes are are pretty important um, these days. So I, and they're kind of hard to source if you're trying to do like just Mantic. Um, so I've I've used as like placeholders, like in the beginning, I was using uh, goblins and and just putting the goblins like eleven goblins on a on a uh, little swarm regiment base. And and stuff like that. So I don't know. I've I've seen people wonder like how how do you get all these orclanes for these lists? And that's my my. There's always goblins out there, and you can buy a box of one mantic goblin box and use them as orclanes. I don't see any problem with that. You can always find an old um, what was it? Uh, was it Warmasters, Rob, or Battlemasters? The ten millimeter Warhammer. Warmaster. Mm-hmm. Warmaster. Yeah. Get an old box of orcs, and you've got enough orclings to fill an army. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what, like one blister pack of snotlings that you can find somewhere, like you can get a lot of orclings out of that too. And I don't think they're that much money. I'm 3d printing 10% or like 15% scaled orc berserkers. Yeah. You could do, you know, the kids with their 3d printers, they could do all kinds of crazy things. Those kids, those, Those those, those, those damn kids. New customers get our best. We can't all rescue everyone else's armies. But what if I'm already a customer? Well, everybody's got a little brother that that started orcs at some point, and I bet you, I bet you, if you look hard enough, they're out there. So, I yes, like there is sort of like a a special block that I build in, and it kind of revolves around like one horde, two regiments, and a war drum. Plus, you know, plus or minus, like, you know, either Godspeaker or Crudger or Crusher, you know, or two. So, yeah. And I left, a, I left a dragon out of the get started because I think the Orc Dragon's great, but I don't think he's easy to play. Yeah. So I left it, a let's get started list. Yeah. It's a good point with the, with the, uh, with the giant because it, it is a lot of points and it is a fun piece to play with. And, um, and, and some God speakers too, just to get a feel for how the orc magic works. Cause maybe you want to go that way and try and exploit that. What do you think, Eric? What'd I miss? Let me give you my spiel on Kyle's uh, allotment there. It, it's a bunch of models. You can, I mean, you can go punch stuff with it. It's pretty cool. A um, couple of observations. So the giant Uke is 225 points. You can grab that guy and he'll fight for about half a dozen different armies out there. Everybody can take a giant, right? So um, you're always going to have that guy in your collection. You can be a, a, always run with your goblins, your ogres, your kingdom of men or whatever. Um, and that's pretty slick. I appreciate that. Um, the other thing is that those uh, that chariot can also double as a, as a fight wagon because the base size is the same. And those are two really, really good units that can be the centerpiece for your army. Like if you... Um, I, I have a bunch of like uh, thought experiment lists for orcs that involve uh, fight legion hordes with items on it um you don't get an unlock with them but there there's nothing i don't i mean 
if you give a brew of strength to a fight wagon legion, it's, you know, you're looking at 20, 20, uh, crush two hits. That's before a banshee. And if, if you have one lying around, so that's going to erase anything in the game pretty much. Um, so yeah, uh, good, good list. I like that. Next step. Let's kind of talk about mid mid game. So that in between a thousand and two thousand, you know, what's, what does that list look like? So keep in mind when when Ken's talking about that first thousand points he's got, though. So that's going to eat up. Um, that's going to eat up at at least what thirty inches of board, right? Because you've yeah. got you've got five inches for each of those Morax. You've got the wardrum. Here's how you're going to deploy, or at least how I would deploy. Uh, I would get your two uh, Orkling regiments. I'd space all the units. Uh, if my opponent has uh, medium flyers, I'd space them an inch and a half so he can't slide in between. If he's if he's got no medium flyers, I'll probably go a full two inches, maybe a little bit less than two inches, uh, so I can slide the war drum in between my units. And then I'm going to have Morax, Morax, war drum, uh, Great axe at the end, so the war drum can touch all three units. I'm going to start on the nine. Uh, I'm not going to start those guys on the twelve because I want my orklings out front. And I'm going to run the crusher and the crudger out with the orklings uh, to inspire stuff, and then to be emergency backup chaff. Right. So something gets uh, needs to get punched and throw yourself in the way. The uh, the crudgers love to die heroically for the cause. And, you know, at defense 5, 12, 14, sometimes they don't die, which is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. They they absolutely plug holes when you need them to be plugged. Um, if you're on a 4 by 4 you almost don't even have room for any more front row uh, units, right? You're uh, Well, no, I guess on a 4 by 4 yeah, you got about uh, a little bit less than half the board uh, in practice. But there's going to be impassable and stuff that you're going around. So... Uh, yeah, so you you can you can kind of scale up a little bit. I mean, obviously you can put like um, you know that great axe horde should should get a twenty point point item fast, meaning caterpillar. But from there, um, yeah. you you're gonna have let's see, you're gonna probably want one more horde or to start working on another horde to get uh, into another war drum in in hero as you as you play on a full six foot i want two war drums so that that means a second horde to me of of some sort just so you can get you know another hero and that that <laughs> monster unlock um but you could do uh, you know i i think from there you either want to start working on you know some chariots um because if you use a, a chariot uh legion or or horde um you know, you're going to get an unlock for for a wizard or a god speaker, and you know that that'll help. You know, to just to play around with. As I'm building up from a thousand, because I think if we're talking point wise, I think right K2's a thousand point list is just a stellar starting point. It it brings out a lot of the the pips that I think are core in everyone's collection. But when I look at going from a thousand to two thousand, I'm thinking more in functionality versus like collection flexibility. And I'm saying, okay, at a thousand points in my meta, cause I'm assuming if we're talking medium games, we're growing, right? We're growing to 2000 or 3000 or 6,000, which is, you know, where Eric's ultimate dream goal is to get every, every game to at some point. Um, and as I'm thinking to myself, I got a thousand points is doing great, but my buddy's kicking my ass 
what is he exploiting that I'm missing in my meta, right? What can I bring in as a battle group, like a self-sustained plug and play? So I'm running Ken's Ken or K2's list and and I keep getting, you know, I just can't get to the objectives fast enough in these bigger boards. Okay, well, all of a sudden now we can look at bring in maybe I want to bring in two gore regiments and two mounted heroes and make a fast flank and then just bring in some orklings to chaff. Or maybe I want to start playing around with a dragon and have a big centerpiece or, or a giant. So I'm looking at it from those fledgling games, those in-betweens, those like 1500, 1700 point games. That's really a chance for you as you're growing your collection or your confidence or whatever your, your growing goal is to look at the the list and look at the games you've played and say, even if I'm winning, what's my struggle? What's my challenge? What's the, uh, you know, Eric plays a lot of chess. How do I get to the next ranking? How do I get to the next mind state of the game? Whether it's casual or tournament, how do I become more efficient at my army? And a lot of the times you're looking at your list and smaller games and you're saying, I don't have an answer for my opponent's fascination with dragons. What can I bring in that counters dragons? Mounted heroes. I don't yeah. have an answer for my opponents. Three siege breaker horde spam. Orklings die just as fast as siege breakers as a great axe regiment. So feed them an orkling and then counter charge. The the idea of starting to look at the list because one it builds your game sense, two it builds your collection, and three it you're not sort of picking a, a model off the shelf at a whim and saying ooh this is cool, which is a valid strategy. But if if we're talking about list building the idea of picking something to help offset a weakness you've perceived in your list, I think is where I would build the middle ground. Yeah. So here's what you're, here's what you're adding to Ken's list to get up to like 1500. In my opinion, um, you would want to grab two gore regiments because they're always good. They're cheap. They're discount 190 points for a quality cab unit, throw a war drum on top of that. Now you're around 500, a little bit less than 500. And then throw, uh, you probably have enough points for a flagger, or if you can shove stuff around a little bit, maybe you could turn that flagger into a crudger on foot, uh, maybe by juggling some points. Um, But that'll get you up to 1,500. And here's the, those, those gore regiments are perfect because they're unit strength three with the ward run, they're 15, 17, so they can, they can take a hit on that second round. Um, and if you're getting murdered by flyers, which you you might be happening to you if you've got Ken's exact list from the word go, because there's no there's no real flyer control, right? Other than take it in the face, um, yeah. you're uh, you're keeping you're happy to keep one of those uh, gore regiments playing uh, playing sweeper in the back, trying to keep them out of your backfield, because you got deep nerve, right? Your 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 guys are dash seventeen or uh, 23, 25 for the great axe horde. With yeah. the so you're not worried about anything. Draken's hitting you in the face. That's fine. It, you know, it's going to happen. Not everybody gets to live forever, but, uh, you, you can, you can keep them at, if you get flanked or God forbid reared, you know, that's, that's lethal. So having those gores able to play sweeper in your backfield, keep annoying flyers out of there is, uh, is, is, you know, that's good value for money. Yeah, I mean, as I kind of like think back to like the beginning, uh, I ran an infantry core and I think two gore rider regiments and a, and eventually like a, a 
the um, mounted slasher, wing slasher. And like that was like my fast flank. And I probably did that for like 70 plus games and a lot of GTs just playing that list for a while. And you do learn like a lot of KG things with that to Kyle's point, you know, kind of learning the game. You learn a lot of stuff with just like, you know, having those those faster pieces. And it, it is true. I remember uh, Josh Rosado, who's like kind of like my my Kyle pool. Right. Uh, we played a ton and he was playing what we called bird trash which was uh, nature, and he just had beasts of nature like all over the place. And I'm pre- I'm pretty good at dealing with those uh, for it. So I like that take. It, it's it's been a while since I've been like at low points, but this is this is fun. Yeah, Kyle yeah. Kyle tormented me with uh, with nature allies for his goblins for a year and a half. <laughs> it was always it was always like turn six. We'd get the bread, you know, the beast of nature with seven attacks and vicious, and he'd just work it, work it, work it all game. And then long around turn five, turn six, I'm getting a horde one shot by a rear charge from the bread. I could never kill that guy. Yeah. It sucked. And, and I want to point out to, to the people who maybe are listening who are a little newer, Alex Coos, who I know hangs on every word. Just new people and Alex. That's hilarious because he just literally said, "Hey, tell tell everybody I said hi." <laughs> <laughs> so what? What are we timing? I have like something hi, like six billion games with orcs, and then I've got a lot of games losing to orcs and beating orcs. So when when we're talking about this stuff, one, you know, if you like how orc gore riders play, play orc gore riders play your own game, have some fun. But a lot of what we're talking about is going to be biased by our play styles. Mine is sort of MSU trash. Eric's is Orklings and great acts. K twos is making better versions of Eric's lists. Um, <laughs> so when you're playing and you, you think to yourself, man, I really like how trolls play these guys. Okay. Do that. Have fun, man. Yeah. And, and you can experiment with a broad mixture and I've done a lot of crazy stuff with the Oracle lists and, and I've, I've, I've died on that Hill. Like, multiple times only to just go a totally different direction and kind of you know play some of that so i i want people to i want people to play the army get started use whatever you have um have some fun with it if you start losing real bad like start to look at those great axe hordes and the and and morax uh morax regiments and there's and then, a fail button yeah take take two and and call me in the morning so so that kind of gets us to like the the next step, right? The 1500, 1750. Let's get into like the 2000, right? Like w- what changes when you get up to 2000 and, w- and when I consider like a normal tournament list. I'll take the the elephant in the room from last episode, which is the all Morax. The only thing that changes if you're going to do spam, like only great acts or only Morax is you just get enough unlocks to support it. As you play like a balanced list, the orc stuff isn't cheap to get what you need, right? Great axe hordes are awesome for the point, but they're still 250. More axe are still expensive. Orc heroes are not cheap, right? They're they're not goblins. They're not kingdoms of men. So you're paying for what they do. So as you start getting into 2000 or or 1995 or you know creeping up to 2300, orcs really become rounded. They gain the ability to unlock flyer defense or they gain the ability to unlock sustain or the they're not great at things other than smash, 
but they have enough points to invest in an answer for something other than Smash would be my summary. Uh, Eric and K2 have built more lists at that I, point value than I've ever played against. So I, I just of- think what, whatever kind of flavor you were going for at, at 1500 that you started to like, like whether you like, you know, playing around and causing havoc with with gores or whatever like you're, you're just going to make that piece that you like strong so if you like the 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 kind of fast you know smash like maybe you're painting up a second giant and you're starting to work on chariots to make like a, a you know a strong alpha list or something or like with those two gore rider regiments that you put in on top of the thousand point kind of infantry core you start looking at you know either implementing uh uh, project Gakamak or or like a dragon or something like that. And if you're doing the magic, you know, start playing games to get those big, big boosted spells and and see how that plays for you. Well, don't uh, don't forget that you've, you're playing on a six foot board, so you got 96 inches to play with, right? Yeah, and you've got one of the built in advantages of your army is that your stuff takes up more space than your opponents. Now it's a double edged sword, right? Because it's easier for him to put together multi charges to to wipe you off, right? But the other side of that is that you can cover a lot more board than him. So if you both have ten drops, your ten drops is going to be a lot thicker than his. So I feel like. At that 2,000 point level, now you have to start thinking about, are you going to try to play the whole board or are you going to try to smash face in a box, right? Yeah. Uh, You can, I mean, you can build a smash, you know, a a smash uh, list, but if that list only eats up, you know, 48 inches of board, then you're abdicating a lot of space and you're going to learn the hard way as soon as you run into a decent player with a, with a balanced army that you just can't let, you know, cavalry or fast movers fly around unopposed on your, on your, on your edge. You're going to murder you. Um, So I think at that point you kind of have to start thinking, am I going to, I'm going to take at least two, you're going to have at least two infantry hordes and you're going to have to use them to anchor anchor space um at 2000 points i'm almost married to i'm almost married to three infantry hordes at that point or two infantry hordes and a meaningful fast wing like multiple gore regiments and a flyer or giant or all of them um that are gonna that are gonna be able to move out in space and uh and smash stuff up because you one of your built-in advantages is your ability to eat up space on the board and you should you should leverage that advantage it, it it's kind of the bad news right it's like the bad news is you have to paint like another you know 40 models but uh, you know i mean preferred model count minimum model count it, it goes a long way especially with big beefy orcs <sighs> i would i would concentrate on like you know Finding a finding a paint scheme you really enjoy and can paint like a lot of because I find it very soothing <laughs> to paint red shirts and green skin. So, I mean, yeah, you you are gonna probably want to plug up more of that as you go from a four foot to a six foot. You know, I have a question for you guys: Is the orc army the one army that is most affected by things like the size of the footprint and and, and consideration of how much table space? I mean, do any other armies have this much time tied up into how I'm going to deploy and how I'm going to maneuver stuff and worries about 
my battle line. Honestly, my my take on that is most people don't know how to play against you because there aren't a ton of orc players out there. So unless you've got a ton of reps, you know, facing down a ten inch frontage on a on an infantry horde, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of sneaky idiosyncrasies that people just aren't going to be familiar with. Um, like, g- good luck chaffing chaffing us up with you know an individual on the side because we'll pivot through your unit and charge because <laughs> we're big enough to do that. <laughs> you yeah. Know? If it's out on the corner, yeah, hey, guess what? I, I'm going to just go pivot through and do that charge. Or it's a different kind of flexible. Yeah. It's, 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 it's weird. Cause you got a full, you know, you, you've got a full three or four inches of, of wiggle room to move forward and then pivot in to make contact with the front. Um, so yeah, there's 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 a lot of options. Like people get weirded out because they're like, oh, I don't I don't know how to attack this or I don't know how to eat this elephant. The trade-off is you have to know how to run it though. You have to have the reps to understand how to do it. Because if you're just as confused by your footprint as they are, uh, it ain't helping nobody. Yeah, it, it I don't know. It took me a long time. Like I I remember uh, playing against Josh early days, uh, losing like every game like every game for like weeks, you know, driving out to Josh's house, playing against Josh, you know, with his, with his bird trash and losing. Um, it took a long time. So I'm, I'm trying to give you the, the, the cliff notes, like, you know, I think we're all trying to give you the cliff notes to, to win some games with orcs because when you do win, it feels so good. <laughs> and sometimes like you get on a spot where it's like, you, you feel like you can't lose. And, that's when you're playing really well. But the, the trick is you got to chaff us. You got to send that, that piece right to the center so we can't pivot through you or, or it's harder to. So <laughs> that's a and little sidebar. Just make sure that, look, if he can't place the model, he can't charge you. Okay. So, yeah. for example, even if you have the world's crappiest flyer or flagger, right? You can even close your, make it so that the bird can't land unless he has to go through your, through your, you know, put him, put him two inches out and change, right? So he can't land there and can't place, he would land on top of your flagger. And then dude's got to hit Mr. Flagger, who granted is 9-11, hopefully, you know, hopefully 11-13 with the war drum, right? But even that guy, you know, is going to be, is going to be, it's, you're asking a lot, you know, Mr. Brid's probably going to be on sevens twice and then have to roll the two or uh, actually more than two, uh, roll the three to overrun him. Right. So there's a lot of nuance there. Also keeping your, keeping your, uh, a flat line, I, I think is, is like a good default state because it compensates for a lot of natural mistakes that you make. So if you're Morax and your great axe and your infantry cords, you know, they're all four or in your gores, all those units are four inches deep, right? So if you keep those in a direct line an inch and a half means that any medium flyer in the game, all those vamp lords on a Pegasus, they all either got to choose. They either got to invest the three, two or three extra turns it's going to take them to maneuver into your butt, okay? And hopefully in those two or three extra turns, you'll d- delete the rest of his army. Um, right. Or he's going to have to settle for some crappy front front charge, which is what we're hoping because we'll one-shot that quick smart. And if we're clever, we'll make it, we'll make it so that 
he charges and places to uh, either the far left or the far right, like using a strategically placed individual in the front. So what happens then is you can, if he's, so for example, if Mr. Vamplord uh, charges your infantry horde uh, an inch and a half in from the side, right? So he's just landed in your front. He just punched you. He did his four wounds. You said, ouch. Uh, and what you can do then when it's your turn is you can disengage. Now he's in your this flank or now you're in his flank after you disengage because your command point is, is way over to the, to the middle. Right. And then you can just, you know, do a little pivot and turn and charge him, you know, touch the corner and then pick up in place on his side. So, and, and that, that vamp Lord's probably going to sleep unless you're yeah. injured. Yeah. That, that, that feels good by the way. So we, we want you to, we want you to do that. That's always yeah. a lot of fun. And everybody falls for it, you know, a, a, <laughs> You know, in the beginning, you know, right. <laughs> There's, every army's got tricks. <laughs> and, uh, and when you fall for it and you will fall for it, you're like, oh, well, I won't do that again. The yeah, summary of the orcs tactical objective is hit me in the front. Yes. Yeah. If you're in the front, orcs win by math. If they're not in your front, you don't win by math. Hopefully, hopefully you're getting to hit them first. If you're on your chassis. I would say that's even more important than, I mean, at least there's only staff you can pack at a thousand points. Right. But, uh, but in general, like if you can make sure you're hitting them first, you probably won't win. Do you want to get into some tournament lists now? I think let's, let's talk about the big daddy 2300. Let's do mine. And then we'll go to, go to Kyle's like mad, mad show craziness. (laughs) So, all right. So just, Again, using that thousand points, and and here you are going to Crossroads GT in Horseheads, New York. And so what I'm doing, what I what I'm fixing to brain, is I've got three regiments of Morax, as you do, but um, I've made a little concession here. But I I I've been liking this, and I've got one troop of Morax, and I'll get to him like a little later. So one troop, three regiments of Morax. Two hordes of great axe, because uh, I'm I'm only doing two hordes. Three regiments of orclings for for utility and and chaff. A legion of fight wagons. This is what I'm working on right now. I'm working on a a giant fire breathing fight wagon legion. I can't wait. Two war drums, two crudgers, one with the bloody banner because you we want to burn some clock off your opponent's uh, side there as he as he. Burns brain cells trying to figure that out. Two crushers mounted, as as I do, blade of slashing, mace of crushing, and I'm doing Alpgar in this one. Twenty three hundred points, and why I like that Morax troop because I I kind of had to bust down one of the regiments to fit in that giant fight wagon legion, and this is similar to my masters list, but I I've, I'm firing the Wayne Slasher for now, because I found that I kind of want a little bit more unit strength uh, in some scenarios. And the Fight Wagon uh, Legion is definitely more unit strength than the Flyer. And it's, it's you know, I, I don't know. It, it's like I, I find that either people are targeting it uh, with like shooting and spells. But if they're doing that, they're not targeting my Great Axe Hordes. It, it's sort of taking the place of the 
Morax regimen that I probably would have taken in its place. And it's just really intimidating. And it's got a dash 20 and uh, four unit strength. It's got a lot of ass. So that Morax troop, though, that guy is for the far table edge that somebody's trying to sneak their loot counters over, right? That one that you're not just quite reaching. I'm putting my Morax troop there. And maybe I'm putting a crusher like right behind him to scoot up the side. And, um, you know, maybe it dies, but more often than not, it lives. It kills whatever crappy regiment they're sending up there. That like lone kind of channel of unoccupied table space. And um, I've been enjoying just having one Morax troop to to put some put some hurt down on something that it isn't expecting to get uh, any encounters whatsoever during the game. So that's my twenty three hundred point list. I fired the wing slasher, guys. You think that's you think that's an issue? Do you know fight wagons do more damage? Way more. Way more. I mean, the orkiest answer is what has the most dice is the best choice, right? <sighs> yeah. I mean it, it it's 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 been you know, I've used legions a lot in the past, so I'm not like uh I'm not a novice with them, right? But um they're every bit as intimidating as a, a 10 attack dragon hero. Um, they're not giving me any unlocks or anything like that, but neither was the dragon. So that's what, that's why I plan to take the crossroads. You're actually net gaining unlocks because you, you gain a hero slot. Gained a hero slot. Um, yeah, sort of not really. Cause, cause <laughs> I busted a Morax down to a troop. I took four regiments before so this is i broke that down that's super different than what i was expecting you to take here's your here's your issue is that the ward run is not going to be able to cover so those those fight wagons have a six inch frontage so you're not going to be able to inspire or or throw a war drum in between a uh an infantry horde and the the fight wagon what i i would be super tempted to do if i was if i was you is i would run that fight wagon in between the two the two great x hordes and then just chaff and then just set the whole thing as like all right here's my ball of death and it's gonna (laughs) it's gonna remove whatever gets in the way of it and then just and then just delay at the other side of the table, right? Maybe that, like that's actually would be would be super interesting to me because I think you could win most missions just with those two uh, two great axe hordes, um, the fight wagons, and then maybe throw in those morax and take some axe regiments instead and then just delay right so on one side you're attacking and on the other side you're just kind of trying to delay the game as long as possible just go through yeah and then you could and then i think that's like tactically really interesting right (laughs) because because having you're also you're talking about you're talking about basically half the table so you've got with with spacing you're talking about 40 40 two 43 inches of frontage on two uh or i'm sorry blah, blah, blah. you're to listen it's about it's about half the table um is about gonna, three is gonna get you up know, about three feet right um and then it's it'd just be super fun just to try to slow play the other side 
And, and as not, long as you're as long as you're winning the chaff game comfortably, and you could do that just with the crushers, right? So you're like, okay, fine. You want to punch me? You want your front line to punch me? Go ahead, front line, punch me. They're gonna bounce, right? Because there's no there's no chaff unit that can trouble anything in that in that great axe fight wagon front line. Right. And then while you're doing that, you're chaffing up his second line with your, with your crushers, you know, after you murder his chaff, now you're like, Oh, well now I get to kill all your stuff <laughs> on the turn after. So I think that could work out really well. It, um, it, it is true. There, there's usually with this setup and how I've been doing it, which is maybe more conservatively less, you know, just fight wagon towards one one side where he's more protected. Whichever one I've got a piece of terrain or whatever, but not not in such a way that I can uh, that I'm going to get too jammed up with the with the later game pivots and stuff. I probably have like I probably have a regiment that's not boosted by the war drum. You are yeah. correct. You here's are correct. Your, here's your tactical problem. You have you listed uh, you you made a list. With six huge hammers, five of which are pretty fragile, right? You don't have enough chaff to feed all those hammers. Your list is awesome on paper. It's, it's there's more points of damage per point than you know any other list in the tournament, I guarantee. But if those guys don't get to you know don't get in because they're not in a they're not in the proper context, you're going to have a sad time. What I would do is I would think about bailing or even bailing on the Morax and just getting maybe build a fast wing, like maybe some uh, maybe some gore, maybe some gores, just something that he can't ignore. Right. And that he has to come over and kill or you're going to you're going to sweep his flank like axe regiments would be fine. Like there's nothing wrong with axe regiments. Um, they're super cheap too, right? And yeah. then when he's facing them down, you just back up. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, just make the game make it. I mean, you know they're going to die, right? But hopefully they'll die on turn four when it's too late for, for way too late, way, way too, too late. late for anything to happen while you're while the you know while the big heavy hitters are doing heavy hitter things. So All I right. may try that myself. It sounds fun. But I, I agree with Eric. You're going to be you're, there's certain matchups where the chaff game is going to go not your way, and a fight wagon will kill a militia mob troop just as well as it'll kill a palace or you know a a horde of knights. If I got three militia mob troops, I know where I'm putting them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I know. I I like the I like the fact that it has more damage per square point or whatever <laughs> whatever line with them is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so far I've, I've, I've murdered everybody in my basement, but no. that may not be the, that might not be the case at crossroads. There's some, there's some, that's, that's not an easy room. Yeah. Not a lot of easy rooms in Kings anymore. No. Just saying. Cause all the established players are sitting in basements trying to murder, murder each other and not <laughs> out building the scene. That's why there's no new players and only us. <laughs> Looking at well, uh, and Eric lost masters, so that's the world up that's down. that's the cause right there. I moved away and Eric lost. Yeah. Well, I'm not really. I don't. I don't know. Honestly, the next GT I'm planning to go to, unless Mike Carter throws something together, is honestly it's going to be Orktown next year. Dude, like, I can't. I can't wait for Orktown. 
I'm going to try to come early. I'm going to try and get like a 6K game with Ron Rishi. doesn't know me from Adam. I'm just going to like show up at his door with a bunch of orcs and be like, hey, you want to have a big game? <laughs> I have Dude. beer. <laughs> Dude, he, his, his goblin horde is astounding. Yeah. It's astounding. So that would be an awesome game. Yeah, I want to come murder the mongrels. Those fight the words. Yeah. But we're 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 starting to work. We're Orktown GT is June fourth and fifth of twenty twenty one. We are starting to work on trophies now. So twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Did I say twenty one? Yeah, twenty twenty two. So we're beginning the trophy process now. So it's gonna be epic. This is something a little bit left field. How about a team event? What are some armies that team up well with orcs in, like, say, a doubles format? Uh, I haven't really played a doubles. I'll be honest. I haven't played a doubles. Wanted to, but the time I did, I, I made a. Um, I played with Keith Conroy, and he played. I can't. I can't remember. I think he was playing maybe herd or or dwarves, and I. I made a converted abyssal dwarf army all out of 40k orc burna boys um and kind of converted mortars and stuff and orclings as mutated mastiffs it's it was really fun and uh i did that so i i can't really speak to that one of the in a doubles event or if you're looking at doing like a, a bigger game and you're like i want to partner up with somebody or what have you the two lists immediately jumped to mind for me that can really complement because I'm going to assume as the orc, you're going to say nature, aren't you? You're either allying with nature because you want flyers, or you're allying with um, like abyssals because 18 inch pew pew uh, is great to support these waving walls of your murder deaths coming in. Yeah, you want nature. You want nature for sure. Like orcs don't really need allies or anything, but in a partner game, like nature's got the the things that. Uh, Orcs, orcs are missing that orcs wish we what had. Right? They have the quality, quality anvils in in snares and uh, elementals that are fearless elementals, right? And then they've got the the brids. They've got the medium flyers, and uh, medium flyers are where it's at in third. Hopefully, our seal uh, will acknowledge that dragons need to be a little bit more competitive and figure out how to do that. Uh, but uh, for the time being, like Brids and, you know, and Snares are where it's at. Those are the two units that Orcs wish we had. What are you guys hoping for in this new Clash of Kings book coming out set to drop November 8th? I want something other than a giant to spend my monster slots on for Orcs. I want, uh, and that's it. I just, uh, some uh, some options would be nice. It'd be nice if there was a, a another fearless unit to use as a chaff option. Hmm. That's I'm like that, a medium monster, like something in that 130, 170 point family. Oh, uh, yeah. Walk. If we had a Jabberwock, that would be sweet. Jabberwocks are dope. How come other armies get cool all the time? Because <laughs> well, you got great axe and more axe and everything else is real killy. That's why. This isn't talking about how great orcs are. This is where we vent about how we don't have Jabberwocks and cavern dwellers. Rob. This is why you don't have themeless because. <laughs> you you don't have all the cool stuff. You just have stuff that's really efficient and winning. I, I get it. We're not halflings, so. <laughs> I mean, I, I I like I like the orc. I mean, no matter what the orcs are, I like them, right? And I've played them when they're not as good. And I like where the list is now. I am kind of uh, yeah, just a little bit more variety. Like another another monster would just 
that would be nice. That would be nice. Um, because it's this, uh, I mean, the war drum's a monster. So we, we have two monsters. I think it, it would be, well, I say it, it, it would be tough to, like, add a different monster other than a war drum in my list. But, like, I'd, I'd find a way. Like, there's a way to do it. Stand on, make war drum a war machine, and orcs gain a lot of variety all of a sudden. No. I don't think so. <laughs> still, take, still take giants. That's all I'm saying. By variety, I mean you see someone besides Brenton take a giant. Dude, giants are. I'll tell you what. Now I know that I'm I'm on my own. I'm in a world of my own right here. But when you start talking about really big games, like the giants are absolutely key because they need a they you know they can do their work on a three three inch frontage. So when space is at a premium, you you need to put together a multi assault or you need uh, something. You know you need a monster sized thing. You know giants are important. Next time I bust out six thousand, I'll unpack all my giants. Yeah, yeah. Six <laughs> oh, K for orcs. Like giants are super important. Giants and gores. Because you only have you only have ninety six inches to play with. So, Kyle, what kind of craziness are you are you cooking up? All right. So everyone, everyone last episode knows the trollish, right? Of just Max Morax regiments and troops with some heroes, and then the two little support battle groups. But that's you know that's fun. That's it's it's dumb. It's a blast. You've played it, right? Just like the all Morax go smash things. It is so much fun. If you told me it's not going to win a tournament, I'm going to tell you no. Is it going to make a lot of friends? Yeah. Is it going to play somewhere in the middle because you're going to catch people off guard? But if you were to, you know, say, hey, what's your tournament list, which is what we're doing. The um, the mind space I'm in for orcs right now is six Morax regiments with the skull pole and one has potion to the caterpillar because I couldn't figure out how else to spend 20 points. And there's always that damn forest stopping you from like one shotting a unit because even hindered all of a sudden that flank is way less exciting. You know, you know, you lose the goblins every time, right? Yeah. No one, no one really plays goblins except like, I don't know me maybe. So they're not even, they've never even done good at tournaments, Eric. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I got six Orkling regiments because they're a unit you could buy for 60 points and I've been losing to them forever. So I'm taking them, uh, two war drums. And that's so that I can sort of divide the army, three regiments, three Orklings, a war drum. I've got a crudger with the blade of slashing, the Orcish skull pole and Gax bloody banner. So I got that wild charge one aura on top of the wild charge D three. I got a crudger on wing slasher because skull face can't be the only one with a Zeppelin. <laughs> I got a God speaker, like we talked about in the last episode, with the inspiring talisman, Bane Chant 2, and Blood Boil. And then I've got Ulpgar. So I sort of have like one wing that's more hammery and one wing that's more defendery, but they're really both just hammers with the different adjective in front of them. And that's my list. So six regiments of Morax, six Orklings for chaff, two war drums, Crudger with the Zoom Zoom banner, a Crudger on wings, and he's got Brew of Haste, so he's a 22-inch he's a threat, the Godspeaker Ulpgar battery, and that's my 2300. I think you're going you're gonna to beat those guys that you usually lose to with your other list, with that list. You know, that, that's what happened to me when I took a list similar to that, is, um, you know, there's, there's a couple of guys in our arch rival 
club from Connecticut, aka the the Unplugged Gamers, that I would consistently lose to. And basically, I think I had like the best uh, little GT uh, in Connecticut ever with that list until I uh, played John Venace and he he killed me <laughs> with his. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't playing abyssals that day. He was playing uh, these elves that he he resurrected that looked very, very pretty. Just enough shooting that it was it was it was curtains. So you, you ditch the you're, you're not doing the Morax troops or you're still you're still planning to do that list. Right. The troops and the regiments. Yeah, I bought I bought enough enough uh, Morax to do the, the full list. But that that is a meme list. On principle, did, did you say did you say mean as in like nasty yeah. or or meme as in uh, in like for the, town. the the list that that I talked about here would be the one that if someone said, "Hey man, I need you to play orcs, but I want you to play what you think you can pilot the best." The the six Morax regiment, the six Orkling regiment, and then the support fits the best to my play style of sort of MSU angle finding that I've honed over years of being just above mediocre with goblins. You you guys are big on the six Orkling regiments. I mean, I, I, I get it. They are really good. Oh, they're terrible. I, I mean, they're terrible, but they're the least bad option. They're the least All bad option. Options are worse. Like if you, <laughs> we have, here's the problem. Like in second edition, we were all like, Oh my God, I have to be able to beat elf chariots or I'm playing for second. Right. That's that was just how it was. So we had to figure out how to play against the elf chariot, you know, with the, the to be competitive against Keith Randall in second. And largely we failed. So, OK, it is what it is. Third, Ed, now we have to figure out how to deal with Rev Cav troops. Because if you can't navigate around the 115 point dash 14 Rev Cav troop, you're you got you're nowhere right and we don't it's hard that's just the that's just the answer it's hard but the orklings are the at least they're 60 points like as kyle Uh, said they are an actual unit you can buy for 60 points and they can their outstanding quality is that they can be in the way sometimes they're in your way which is not fun that's less good but you know Hopefully they can't waver five Orkling regiments on turn one. <laughs> and I look at it too, you know, one of the other, what I would call barrier lists. So like, you know, when you're stress testing an army, right, there's always that one or two lists you have your buddy proxy up for you. And one of those lists is something like, uh, you know, the goblins we saw at Masters. Can you handle mass DACA? Well, mm. I'm not going to lie. Orklings and uh, Morax troops live just about as long. Right. And if you want to shoot my Morax instead of the Orklings, I'll take the cover all day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, token, Orklings will still turn off an Archer Horde. Right. I get yeah, there. The, the Orklings, they are not terrible against Goblin, against the Jeff O'Neill style Goblin uh, shooting lists. Because if nothing else, they can hide. Right. You can dedicate a couple of listened uh, unit regiments to hide behind the hill on the objective. They're providing cover for your hordes, you know. Usually before a tournament, you know, I always make a pilgrimage to the Mundral Empire to visit Ron Ritchie and uh, 
and you know watch him casually take off like every arch you know every goblin with a bow off his like seven shelves <laughs> of of painted goblins uh, yeah that i'm i'm excited for the 6000 point mega game dude that's going to be hilarious cuz oh, cuz he he can absolutely fill that need <laughs> fill that role like perfectly yeah, I, I know it, i know it would be gorgeous also cuz i've seen his like he's an artist i'm a schlub with a paintbrush who's just been at it for a long time but that dude can he can he can lay down some paint too, so I think it would be a very very handsome battle as well. It'd be eye candy for greenskins for sure. So I think the um, kind of going back to to Kyle's list a little bit. The I mean six regiments is amazing of Morax. You can't have enough. Like I I I feel like we're kind of broken records on the Great X and the Morax, but they are like kind of the bread and butter. And uh, I own great axe, so. <laughs> huh? And I don't own great axe. You don't own great axe. You don't own them yet. I don't know if you play that enough, you'll 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 bust them out. <laughs> you'll find something. What do you feel about the dragon with haste? I've always loved having the fastest flyer. I mean, I I think when you when it's I don't know back when a lot of people were taking dragons. I, I felt the need to have the fast flyer, but I found that I'm the only one with a dragon. So I've, I, I've kind of, it's fallen off my dragon, you know? <laughs> so, uh, because I think I was talking with, uh, I don't know. I, some, some, some much better player than me. And he was always saying like, if, if you can only have one dragon instead of two, this was a while ago. This is back when people were playing on like end of second or something, you know, make sure at least one, your one dragon is fast. So you're not Ron. I just found that there's not a lot of like other dragons I'm competing with, if that makes sense. But there is, there is always like speed 10 light calf also, which uh, you don't want to get chaffed up by that junk. So yeah. My list, it's actually, and, and I agree with you. I don't see a lot of dragons. I see some beast of nature and I'd love to go slap a beast of nature in the face. Yeah. But one of the things that I'm terrified of with this list, I have, all to answer a silver breeze regiment i've got nothing i've got Ulpgar trying to get in fireball range right like that's not going to do anything so the dragon who's 22 inches he wants to he doesn't mind slamming into a silver breeze regiment if it's going to cause a problem and that's almost my entire thought actually was beast of nature's and silver breeze are the two things i'm afraid of because I gave up all the mounted heroes here. I don't have any any crushers or crushers rather. What about that God Speaker build you were talking about last episode with oh, yeah, the, with the blood boil? Is and I got still... some messages from some guys who tried it, and oh. the feedback's been really really positive across across the messages I've got on Facebook. Oh yeah, he he's in my he's in my twenty six hundred Orktown GT list. So did you try it, K <laughs> two? Yeah, I did. Yeah. No, he's so he's he's really good like late game when there's like I played I had a big game day at my house uh two days ago. It was a lot of fun. And and Ron came down with like two totes full of different armies or whatever. He had like one fluffy list and one like you know, bad news list. And um, you know, we we played we played our friends like the first couple of rounds and then like, you know, like, okay, Ron, it's time. And we, we put on 
the uh, Godzilla uh, theme playlist where it's just different Godzilla, you know, scores one after another and we play each other. And I found that, you know, he had a lot of rabble regiments, right? A lot and a lot of mincers. And it was a big grind fest. And there's always one rabble regiment left or something that was like had, uh, you know, like seven or eight wounds on it that I just ran out of gas because I've already each of my units has already killed like three units before it dies. That's how it was going. And sure enough, last two turns, anything that was in my flank or going after those tokens or whatever, just burned it off. Boil, you know, blood boil, blood boil. So I found that it's kind of a late game hero in, in the games that I've played. Sometimes not so much, you know, but that was true of Alpgar too. Sometimes I wasn't getting any life leech or any synergy or anything, you know, fancy out of Alpgar. Um, but it's kind of nice, especially when you're out dropped and you're probably going to end up with like, uh, you know, some leftovers, like two or three rabble regiments that you can't do anything about. So she can kind of burn them off. I liked it a lot. I liked that. I could afford to use my melee hero as a melee hero without abandoning my army late game. Like yeah. sometimes you got to throw the crudger into the cab horde because someone has to die and it might as well be him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, I don't know. It's like my Morax. I almost with that blood boil hero, it's almost like your Morax or your shooting. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're there to put wounds on stuff. <laughs> sometimes you can disengage and charge something else with that blood boil because he goes i got this so yeah it, that no. also lost me a game though kyle <laughs> well i mean i didn't say it worked every day if it worked every yeah. time that <laughs> i would have won the masters that, but you know I, that that was a that was a blunder on my part where like i i i didn't take the sidestep to shoot um uh what's the uh what's the super like big shields, ogre hammer, um, siege breakers. Thank you, siege breakers. I cool. I didn't I didn't move that god speaker like two inches to the left so I could hit the side armor. My mistake. So I tried to do a blood boil against uh, defense six, but it was late. I was tired, and she did no wounds, and I lost. The person who makes less mistakes usually wins. Um, I'm not good at that. <laughs> plenty have you tried playing orcs yeah pretty forgiving so they're not <laughs> pretty forgiving orcs are but hard that's, that's, i'm i'm happy with i'm excited to try and i'll probably lose for a while till i figure it out it's it's, it's definitely something i got to get the reps in the math and that is easier than hordes but it's still it's still easy to trip on an orcling horde or an orcling regiment rather well down here in the southeast especially in memphis i think there's like we're up to like five or six orc players now. So yeah, it's it's growing. We got one final question from Donnie Krosh. He asks, "What are the best strategies for objective play?" Uh, obviously, talking about orcs. So, and the second 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 part of that is, what traps do you need to look out for? So let's start with the first part: orc strategies for objective. That's a great great question. It depends on the mission, obviously, right? So for pillage in general, any token based scenario, um, always make sure that you've got you deploy early and you identify what horde you want claiming two objectives at the end and then make sure that your opponent places a 
pillage token, uh, you make sure you place a pillage token 12 inches away from that guy or even 13 or 14 because you can pull corner to corner and easily uh, hold two objectives. You can hold three objectives if you have a legion. So, uh, yeah, do that. You know, and uh, you're going to have to size it up and make sure that your horde can get there. And then, of course, it has to be alive at the end of the game. But if it is, you know, you've got two, two, two points in the bank right there. Kyle, do you have anything to add to that? Ken, do you guys? Um, the, so that's how you size up objectives. But one of the things that I always try to do against Eric was um, we were asked about traps, right? So the idea that orc hordes can hold two tokens is really powerful and really frustrating. So when I'm deploying tokens against orcs, one of the things that uh, really just sucks as an orc player is impassable that impedes your angles. Because if you set it, so for him to score both tokens, he has to expose like a lip of a flank or he loses some reform opportunities. I know you got to be three inches away from impassable, but orcs ain't small. So that's, that's nothing. So one of the ways to try and mitigate the knowledge that he's going to hold two tokens is say, sweet, hold both, but I'm going to make you do a suboptimal position or, or try to put it behind layers of terrain. So he has to commit the pathfinder unit there, which means the pathfinder unit's not fighting you. So knowing that the orc player is going to try and score two tokens at once, make it a shitty two tokens at once. Yeah. I, I also um, be mindful of where your war drum is and those tokens are going to go if you can. I mean, I know sometimes you throw in the tokens down um, well, you're, you're throwing the token down before you deploy, but I, sometimes it, it works out where it's like, you have an option to put your, your war drum or you start put, plunking down your hordes and where your battle line is going to lay out. And like, I'm, I'm, you know, if it, if it works, it works. If it, if not, don't sweat it too much, but I'm cognizant of where I place my war drum as sort of like a backup plan that, you know, if I got a, if I got to reach out and touch something, I can leave my war drum touching that, um, uh, that token or something like that. I had a, I had a great game, um, against, uh, Josh Rosado again, right. It was, who's like the first working that like went to masters. He's been to masters like three times. He's like the first local of ours done good, but, um, we played salty earth and it was very, very close game. And, um, and it's just like, you know, a couple of double ones both ways. And like I had a decimated great axe horde that and he had all this stuff breathing down its neck. And they just like say they overcame, like killed, killed something in front of them. They were doomed next turn. They were going to get double charged, totally annihilated, whatever. And they just blew up both tokens and threw two middle fingers in the air as they died. So that that big frontage i mean you can that had a major influence on the game like all of a sudden like a third of his army is like now wasted because i blew up two tokens with one unit and so. I know, it's something eric said and he says it a lot and i think he says it out of habit and it's um when especially when he's talking about orcs he's never talking about how do i win three out of three or five out of five you ain't fast enough to win all the tokens but did you know two out of three is still a win? Right. It's like, you you got way bogs, man. Don't play just for all get them. singles. You don't gotta hit get those extra base hits. Just get walks and 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just Wade Boggs. Yeah. As long as you're not in Texas, they a win is a win. If you're in Texas, you you know you gotta you gotta go for everything. So, but that's so that's, that's those are those are token based scenarios. What do you guys? What are your thoughts on loot? So loot, I I you, I try to have a caterpillar unit, right? Just in case that loot token's in there, you gotta dive on it before some other fast guy comes into the woods. So, you know, obviously that's I think that's like every list that's universal. But caterpillar to dive on that that forest token, that forest loot. And um, I, so get, and, and I have to kind of reread the rule like every time before I'm going in, but like get uh, savvy with like when you can pick it up, when you can drop it and when something else can pick it up because you can lateral loot token far, far away um, from your opponent with your big long battle line that's all like relatively close together, like each unit, um, it can have hilarious outcomes where like, it's like your orc army kind of becomes like an onrushing like rugby squad where they take that loot token, one picks it up, drop it, another one picks it up, drops it. I mean, it's it could be hilarious. By, the, by turn six, like the token's totally opposite side of the table. Or... Again, be cognizant of where your wardrobe is, pick that token up, and if everything else dies, have your wardrobe pick it up and run for your goddamn life. I've won games that way too. <laughs> yeah. So when we're looking at missions that involve like having tokens in the backfield, like mystery tokens or pillage tokens, one of the things too, um, when you're looking at your your chaff list, right? Whether it's orklings, whether it's a Morax troop, whether it's an axe regiment. You have to weigh the the battle that's coming in the middle. If I dedicate this Orkling regiment or, you know, something more expensive, this if I put this Morax troop back behind the church to hold this token, does that benefit me more to hold this to- this point or to see have things that can come chase me down and kill me anyways? The idea of I'm going to leave this guy here for this free point, well, it's kind of dumb if you're going to die anyways, and then you should have been in the middle because if he wants to go park a dragon or dracons on that point, sweet, use 300 points, man. But if you're playing um, a list like goblins, they don't really have something fast to come hunt you in a corner and put something cheap back there, secure the token, and that's that's just a freebie. Um, and it's no different than if your chaff gets shut off before you move. So you you got to make sure you read what pressure your opponent can exert because the, I think last episode I said, stick a guy in the back and hold a token. That's really good advice. You know, go me. And then your opponent has dragons or a dragon. And not only did they get the token anyways, but you forfeited pressure. You could be applying towards a contested token. So you just got to be able to read what they can go for, for, for backfield objectives. Yeah, for for loot, the best strategy against orcs is the smash and grab, right? Because if you can get the first turn and you have some scouting unit that can grab it and begin the uh, begin the uh, the rugby toss backwards, um, you you could be in for a rough day. So you have to be very, very cognizant that that's what competent opponents will try to do against orcs. Because loot forces you to meet in the middle. Like, everybody's going for the middle. And it forces you to compete for those those places, which means you're, there's going to be a grind 
and nobody really people who understand what they're in for against orcs aren't going to want to grind with you so if you have fast elements in your army you have to position those first of all don't don't think you're going to get three loot tokens you're not you're not getting three loot tokens you need to defer flank make sure you get the one on the end um, and what if you have a second drop and the opponent looks like they're going for the one on the end, that's the one you go for, right? You make sure that, so, and make him change his mind so he wastes a drop because he's not going to want to mess with you. You want the one on the end and you want the one in the middle. Um, and if you have fast elements in your army, forget about the one on the far end, right? You don't need three, you only need two. And then if you have fast elements in your army, make sure you punish any attempts to smash and grab, right? In fact, if you have fast elements in your army, make sure maybe put them on the objective that you don't need just as a delaying force so that you make, make them respect you out there. You know, there's nothing like a crudger and a unit of gores out there. That's, you know, 500 points, absolutely worth it because he's going to have to put more than 50, more than 500 points over there to keep you out. Um, so, yeah, those are some of the things to think about. But beware the smash and grab because savvy opponents will, will who have the right armies built to do this. Goblins love to do that, right? If there's trolls, they can be on top of those objectives on turn one. And then if you can't, um, if you can't engage those trolls on turn one, on your turn one, that means that they can drop it and charge you. They'll sacrifice their trolls in front of your battle line, but it won't matter because the orcs have already lost. Um, so yeah, um, the other grab. thing to keep in mind with orc footprints, when you're picking your objectives, even before, before you put your first drop down is in things where you have to go places like loot. Um, if two of the tokens give you space to play and one of the tokens is tight, your tokens are sort of chosen for you most of the time, right? It, you got to be able to pilot your army around the objectives. If if your plan is I can fit a great axe horde between this building and the table edge, and there's a token, that's a, a valid strategy, but you can't support it. You can't do anything with it except layer up a bunch of bodies and yeah, exactly. Your points. You need you need to use your thickness, your natural thickness to to is one of your advantages, and it needs to play right. So if there's a table where there's a 14 inch gap uh, at three different points because of impassable, you're probably going to lose that game. I got bad news for you. I mean, it, it happens, right? Sometimes you walk up to the table and it's not what you want. And, uh, and if there's, you know, two pieces, two or three pieces of impassable in the middle of the board that you have to weasel your way through, you're going to have to be real creative and you're going to have to hope your opponent is real bad at this game because you're probably not going to win. Um, you can't put a, just a horde, put his face through a gap and say, Hey guys, what's up? You know, cause he's just going to, he'll just get deleted. You know, the game's too hard for that. Yeah. Good point. I had an interesting, uh, I had a, one of my favorite stories about loot is, uh, it was a game I played with, uh, Steve Malone in Columbus. He's a real good player. Doesn't go to a lot of tournaments. Um, but, uh, he grabbed a loot token with a monster and put himself in a position with a loot token. I'm chasing him down with a great axe sword. And he actually put himself in the corner at a 45 degree, his 50 mil base at a 45 degree angle in the corner. Um, 
And even though I ran them down, I couldn't place them because my base was too big. Aww. <laughs> he, he brilliantly placed himself corner to corner so that there was no way I could legally charge him with my with my great axe And I was just like, GG, man. Well done. <laughs> it was very, very clever. Not fair. <laughs> Love that story. I was inspired by him. Uh, yeah. so, so I think one of the loot. challenges games is our push. I think push is hard. What? For orcs? I think push is probably our best mission. Well, maybe it's because I always play them against with goblins, and I'm just like, here's bodies in your way. You can't move. But that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I always think for, for push, all three tokens are always going on one unit, one fullback, usually a horde of some type. And, uh, and yeah, I don't, it doesn't bother me cause I'm speed five regardless, you know, True. And I'll just, uh, I'll just have blockers and I'll play for the objective in the middle. And unless you're, unless I'm looking for a big win or you're a weak opponent, I'm going to just ignore your, ignore your tokens. I'll win by one. It's fine. I guess that's my mentality of having played orc so many times is the easiest way to beat the three on one is just to try and put so many bodies in the way that they never quite get there. But I mean, I'm investing half my army to stop that horde. So you're not wrong. Yeah. What do you feel that the hardest mission is Eric for orcs? Oh, that's easy. What do you, what do you think I'm going to say? Dominate. No, Yep, it's got to be dominate. Ow, I love dominate. I got tons of unit strength. I'm thick. I'll get there. The worst mission for orcs is salt the earth. Because <laughs> I'm there's going to be objectives out on the edges that I either a don't want to sit on because I don't want to sit on them, or b I don't want to go for because you're just going to blow them up. And after I walk my slow ass over there ten inches at a time five inches at a time, uh, you're just going to burn that token and I'm never going to get it. So I I'm, never, I'm, I'm, I'm always screwed. You know, no matter what happens, uh, against any other army, you know, we can only, orcs can only play one way and salt of the earth is salt. The earth is just awful, awful, awful for us. Yeah. I mean the, the, the bluff token scenarios, we didn't play them at masters, but those, those don't feel good. Here's uh, the thing about the bluff token scenarios is that if you place them all on one side, your opponent can't win, right? If uh, you defer flank, placing all the things that are worth anything over on one side, you you literally can't lose unless your opponent comes and gets those. Yes, so, come through it. Yeah, you can game. You can game, and that's why I don't think the bluff token scenarios are very good because uh, the. The information, they're like, oh, well, you don't have perfect information about the objective state of the table. Well, you kind of do because you have perfect information about the stuff that matters. And then if you're in a situation where your opponent doesn't do the same strategy, then maybe one of his objectives that's actually worth something will wind up on the side of the board where you put all of your objectives that are worth something. And the next thing you know, you're like, hey, my whole army's over here fighting for the you know, the four objectives that are actually worth money, you know? So now I wholeheartedly salt the earth is, is the hardest for any infantry heavy army. And I, I think that's part of why I liked K2's variant on your list was that dragon is a answer 
when it's needed for how do I get over there real fast? Yeah, K2, K2's list plays salt better than mine does as well, or better it, than mine. It, for sure. It's kind of a, kind of a reaction to a bad experience with that scenario, you know, where it's like I I got nothing to jump, you know, I I, I need to get there now, you know, right. that's why it's there. Yeah, orcs love dominate. They love invade. Um, if you're playing dominate and there's a huge chunk of impassable in the middle, it can suck. But I mean, if yeah. your opponent, you still win. So, right. well, remember, dominate. You only have half time for have half your unit in too. So yeah, control is awesome. Dominate was was difficult because there was no way you were or it was very rare that you were going to get all ten inches of your your horde into the into the center, right? Or it was more difficult. It's like now you only need half. So yeah, no, dominate dominates great. I think salt the earth is 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 probably the roughest. Um, another one that kind of is deceptive is orcs are really really good at playing the mission. But one of the things that orcs seem like they're good at on the surface is kill. But there's a lot of armies that can trade point for point against orcs decently, in my mind. Like, especially anyone with sort of mid-range control. Like, you go against a Wartron battery, I can probably take you out and kill because I'm not worried about spreading my forces out for the objectives. And I'm just going, protect the unit remover with chaff. And and hope so you can be deceptive yeah the, the the achilles heel for orcs is is lists that have uh efficient shooting and speed like and that's a, a list design which has been you know ever even first edition orange book fantasy battle right that was a list design that was hard to hard to fight was was efficient shooting plus you know plus some cab or something fast that can punch stuff so the orcs don't have a great answer for uh the harpooners or the flame bears or the more trombones of the world it's you know good expert level play will give orcs a lot of trouble with those and i don't care if you bring axe hordes it just doesn't matter it just means that you know they're gonna die anyway with the defense five they'll just die maybe a turn get the trombones on the hill right that's that's the the game the the timer starts when the trombones find the hill. Right. Are those, are those, uh, I don't know, certain rack in armies. I really struggle. Uh, I, I don't know. Just like the, the guns lined up. I don't know. Horrifying, traumatizing games. <laughs> against yeah, rack in over here. Dwarf shooters, dwarf, dwarven throwing dogs. Or trombones, any breath engine, you know, those are all going to be bad. bad. Those are all going to give you trouble, which is why you need disorders, which is why you need the crushers, and you need um, you need something who needs to go out and punch, you know, s- s- smack whatever jerk needs smacked. And, yeah. And unfortunately, like, you know, if against expert-level play, it's a problem, right? If those war trombones are on a hill with a screener, or if that uh, soul snare is behind a horde of skeletons and you can't place your your crusher, then sad, you're going to have a sad time. Ask me Adam, how, Al, Adam Ballard did that to me at the Masters. And he's like, you can't place the crushers here. Do we agree? And I'm like, I agree. You know, because he, he was right and the truth hurts. This has been fun. Kind of coming back and reminiscing a second time about Oryx. Is there anything we missed? Or have we, have we laid it all out there? 
Eric, have you changed your mind about Skulk Outriders? No. <laughs> You've had plenty of time to ponder my wisdom. Nah, can't stand them. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about, here's the thing. What I have been thinking about are what to do against RevCal with the orc list. And you know what I think is the answer? Giant chaff. You just have to play 6,000 points. And then you have enough, then you have enough points to use giants as chaff. That might be a good one to, to exit out on, Robin. You can cut it if it doesn't make sense, but Eric probably has more experience with mega games than anyone else. What's what's the tactics of orcs at, at big games? So the thing is, is that, well, me and my friend Roger Connor play on a, on a eight by four. So it's 96 inches and uh, we play 6,000 points. So at that level, and I've, I've, let me put it this way. I've, Roger's such a good player. I've won more GTs than I have got when won individual games against Roger. He's that good. He just beats me all the time. And he's an orc player, so he might be listening to this. But uh, the, uh, the 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 deal is is that you spare no expense because the size of the the board is more valuable. Like space is more valuable than the points you're spending. Because you there's if you get a bunch of rabble and triple stack it, the the rabble in that third line is never gonna is never gonna do anything but be stuck behind the the front two lines. So a lot of big games, right? It's it's very difficult to move stuff around and doubly so with orcs. Right. Yeah, doubly so with orcs. Orc Town GT is gonna be twenty six hundred points. That's a you lot think, of points, man. <laughs> you think that's a lot of points? Yeah, dude, I'm stoked. It's gonna be great. All I have right. idea what I'm bringing. No idea. No idea. Are you playing four? What's is it four for? So can I? Is somebody going to bring four flying treasures? Ah, uh, I suppose they could, but they probably won't. Okay. Ork, Ork Town's not that kind of place for the most part. Well, People is that, don't. Is that even good though? Is four is four flying treasures good? I I don't know. I tell you, the first Orc Town we we did, we had like the biggest points, you know, at that point, which I think the second edition or whatever. I took three flying crudgers and six hordes of axe and yeah. stuff, and, and and I literally painted till I till it hurt. That's cool. Um, and uh, I, you know, I, I think I did like fifty fifty. It was it was hilarious. Um, a lot of traffic jams or whatever, but it looked really, 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 really cool. And that's um, so important. And then there's always that that moment when you walk up to the table that's so rewarding <laughs> when your opponent's just like, oh, six, really? Is it six axe swords? <laughs> and, and he can't even be he can't even be mad or salty because it's just so honest. I mean, there's nothing dishonest about an axe sword. Right. It's, it's as honest so, as the day is long. So I'm I'm kind of hoping for like something different, like not not overly, you know, Skullface will be displeased if you you know bring like a a really lame skew list, which there might be one or two or something. Somebody might will will try to do it. It's not illegal. You're welcome to do it, but um, you know, try and do something cool. Well, on that note, I think that's a good a good uh, send off for the episode. So. Kyle, you want to take us out? Yeah, I'm Kyle Donnellardpool. Alex Coos, thanks for watching. And until next time, keep on countercharging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. 
Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. I like he says, thanks for watching. <laughs> it's a podcast, bro. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not. <laughs> I know, I know. But hey, that's why we love you. You got to keep you know. it in there. You can't cut that. Oh, no, uh, for sure. For sure. We're not taking this out. It's audio gold, man. The world needs to know what I'm good for. Yeah. <laughs>